This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yay! <laughs> In our season two closer, we taste some old faves, share our love for distillation, answer a listener question, and check in with the latest celebrity to get in on the whiskey business. How many things are there tonight? <laughs> I thought it was time for a little visit from old friends, a little comfort whiskey, <laughs> but I wanted to make it interesting. And so I have brought something from the top shelf and something from the bottom shelf, both of which we love enormously. From the top, we have the Four Roses Single Barrel, <laughs> the one to which we compare all things. It's like a hug in a whiskey jar. It is! <laughs> That's exactly right. And like the sort of creepier, sloppy kiss, sloppy kiss hug, <laughs> but still enjoyable, is the old granddad from the bottom shelf. I've missed you. They're both just such delicious, solid bottles. And I, you know, I haven't had either of them on my shelf at home in a long time. And it's time to restock anyway. So I thought we should have a sip of each. Well, talk about them and our season, right? Yes, yeah. Is that this I think is what a, we're doing. Yeah, we are ending our season. Uh, season two is coming to a close tonight with these two bottles. Cry, <laughs> um, but season two is coming to a close with these two bottles. Yeah, <laughs> testing it out correctly. Where do we start? Do we start? Well, I think you know. I think we start with four roses, just because you know we can do a quick recap. Um, we've done a Four Roses episode, mm-hmm. so we can quickly go through that. And you know what? I don't have, we, we didn't I don't do an have. old granddad episode. We've, we've never talked have. a lot about it. So let's, yeah, let's, uh, start off with Four Roses and then go straight to the old granddad. Plus, frankly, that's kind of the proper, like, way you drink too. You drink the nice <laughs> stuff that you can appreciate it and then you move on to the granddad. Absolutely. Uh. That's a a generous pour. Sorry. (laughs) I'm not really paying attention. Whatever. It's the end of season two. Generous pours are what we're about. That's right. Cheers, ladies. Cheers. So good. The nose is so perfect. It is a little ethanol-y. Yeah. The nose. And you know, now that we had that one episode where we made fun of all the glasses, people, I just think about that every time. We're like, I think for, you know, season three or our just informal whiskey tastings. We gotta, we gotta get some Glencairns or just some mm-hmm. tasting glasses. I still think this nose in this glass is better than some things that we have had this season <laughs> on oh, the I, nose. <laughs> I agree. It is. It does have a little ethanol-y punch, but once you get past it, it's... It's that perfect it's bourbon. Sweetness. It's bourbon. bourbon. Oh, yeah, it's bourbon all the way down. And then it Ooh. tastes sweet. It tastes like bourbon. It tastes like a, just a nice... It's a bourbon. It's a bourbon. And it's balanced. It's not like it's all sweet and there's no fire to it at all mm-hmm. you know it's there it's just perfectly balanced i think it's got a little spice to it too it yeah. kind of really covers the palate and i did just kind of choke on it by accident but i can i can feel that nice burn going down and it's quite lovely i just wanted to enhance your swallowing experience yeah. <laughs> oh boy wow. first class glad, glad some of our friends aren't here <laughs> Oh, it's so good, though. You know, what was the one that we had 
So I think it was a couple episodes ago that we had um, we had that one, and I'm totally blank on the name, and shirts on my shelf there, that uh, the reviewer said when somebody comes over and asks, you know, so what does a bourbon taste like? I give them this, and it's like, I think this is definitely our, like, you want to know what a perfect mm-hmm. bourbon tastes like. It tastes like the yes. Four Roses single yeah. barrel. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I do, just to remind people, you know, there's the small batch, which is fine. Which is also mm-hmm. delicious. Also delicious, very good bourbon, but the single barrel is just... You're right. It is like the it's the bourbon that you serve as this is the exemplary bourbon. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it was oh. the Russell Reserve. Mm. That's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Now, do we want to do a direct compare? Sure. In an adjacent glass. Mm-hmm. While we still have four roses in our glasses, and we'll have more. <laughs> this is also a really good cocktail bourbon. You know, to make like an old fashioned or just something that's kind of simple, like. You don't want to drink this with Diet Coke or ginger ale or whatever. Right, a cocktail but... that like highlights the exactly for a sure. real cocktail. Okay, so Four Roses versus the Old Granddad, right? Four Roses is about forty dollars for this bottle, but the Old Granddad is eighteen ninety nine. It's so good. The price is and right. it's it's a little lighter. A little lighter. Yeah, like it's really, really just barely lighter. Like it's just a light touch. Light, light touch. Doesn't have the ethanol. No, much milder nose. <clears throat> Mild. That's a good. That's a good word. Cheers. Cheers. So much sweeter, mm-hmm. but like, and there's no. I'm not getting any burn. It's really smooth. Maybe okay. It's not smooth, <laughs> but it's, it's smooth for a cheap whiskey. Yes, for a cheap whiskey. And the the sweetness is much more like on the front of my tongue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The four roses kind of. Hits a lot, yeah. It hits a lot of notes. This is much more in the front. Doesn't hit a ton on the back of my throat, but it's still. It's much nice. more. This isn't like a direct comparison. Mm-hmm. Like you know, we've had whiskey where we've actually been like, oh, this tastes like um so, like a certain kind of candy. Mm-hmm. But this has a candy type of sweetness to it, where like you said, it's kind of one note, and it's kind of um has like a tinge of like artificialness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas the Four Roses has that deeper sweetness where it's like maple and vanilla and like a lot of it's more... It's like a more complex flavor. Yeah. Elegant. And more like baking sweetness rather yeah. than like candy. candy sweetness. Yeah, that's yeah. a good that's a good analogy. Also, that, what I was looking for on the bottles is that um, Granddad is 40 proof and Four Roses is 50 proof. So mm-hmm. that's definitely a difference in the burn. Yeah. So I don't think we've ever really talked about Old Granddad, but it's, uh, so we'll just like quickly go over the bottle. It just says Old Granddad, high rye mash bill, 80 proof Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. Uh, the bottle just says since 1882, the unique marriage of body and flavor of Old Granddad whiskey has been the standard by which all others are judged. Discover the <laughs> high rye content and legendary time honored excellence of the distillery distillery's craft found in every bottle. They were talking about us. We're, yeah. we're the ones who uh, use it as a standard yes. by which we judge all others. <laughs> but I remember and it's got a little granddad on the, on the front does. with his little like cup of medicine. I think he's holding there. <laughs> Must have my medicine, ma. <laughs> um, and it's yeah. like, you know, when you get like the bottom shelf vodka, you know, like in the plat, like it's rancid, like it's disgusting. And that's the same way for a lot of different liquors. And, and there, there are some, I think there are fewer whiskeys that way, but there are definitely some bad cheap whiskeys. And this is just like, it's cheap, but it's, it's good. It's a good, it's good. solid right. whiskey. And it's, it may be the rail whiskey at your bar. The yeah. Real bourbon it, yeah. At your bar. And so we highly recommend. Yeah. You should just definitely stock your bar with this. Oh, so just go get some old granddad. It costs you twenty bucks. Just stock it. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just and go it's, get it. And because it's so cheap, like you can, you're like, oh, I really want like a 
whiskey and ginger ale. So, you know, you can don't, you can dump that into it. But if you just want to have like a glass of it too, you can mm-hmm. totally just sit and have a glass of it. I mean, it's not the finest whiskey, but sometimes you just want your bourbon neat. You yep. Know? Exactly. They sell handles of it at the Costco. Yeah, yeah for like <laughs> for what, cheap like twenty nine dollars or yeah, something. It's super cheap. Yeah, it's it's very interesting to compare this to the Four Roses in that you can. It, I feel like it brings out the complexity of the Four Roses mm-hmm. for me. Like you, it, it highlights how well crafted the Four Roses is. I agree. <clears throat> I'm like so happy right now. <laughs> but I think that's something we've been learning this whole time is really what those different kinds of sweetness taste like, mm-hmm. and. This is almost a perfect way to highlight those different kinds of sweetnesses. Yeah, so I don't think you can go wrong with either of these bottles on your shelf at all. These are, I think, always going to be a mainstay of all of our bars. Yeah. Agreed. In fact, when people occasionally ask us for recommendations, these are always on the list. Mm -hmm. Always, always. like this episode is just like going to be about our love for whiskey. <laughs> so I wanted to share this piece of writing um, that Mel actually sent to me and I fell in love. Like it's, it's this piece of writing. I, I started reading it and I didn't have time to read it because it's actually pretty, pretty long, but I started reading it and went, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's so good. And it's about moonshining, um, <laughs> but it's called the art of distillation by Phil McCausland. And it's in the Oxford American. Uh, And basically, it's just like a personal essay about him meeting some like a moonshiner and a um, and meeting an ABC agent in Mississippi Mm. and talking about, you know, just what it means to be a moonshiner and how a lot of moonshiners feel like it's an art that's disappearing. The new generation isn't really interested in doing it because there's so many legal means to go about getting alcohol. Whereas in the past, there wasn't so many legal means um, to go about getting alcohol. But it's just this really lovely portrait of people in the business and from the ABC side of it to the Moonshider side of it and like a little bit of history involved. And it's just a really well done article. And I just, it made me just want to live in this culture and like (laughs) sort of wrap it around me and like, you know, be sad that the art of moonshining is dying and that there's not as many people doing it these days. Yeah. It's it's really lovely. And I highly highly recommend you reading it. Wow. I can't wait. Oh, yeah, so you make me wish it were a whole book. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I do too. And it was and and you know it's not like a long, long read, but it's mm-hmm. you know it's a pretty. It's not like a thousand word blog post or anything. So we had a question today <laughs> on Twitter about hey, whether you? or not there's kosher whiskey and whether or not that was actually a thing. And uh, Jen actually found um, surprisingly there is. It turns out that most, a lot of alcohols, a lot of whiskeys. Some require certification, like it, you can't drink it unless it's been certified parf. But some so like don't. a rabbi has blessed the distillery. Right. Nice. Basically. So I found this list of like all of the different types of alcohols that require that require it. So I found this list that kind of breaks down for you what you have to have that's certified and what you can just drink and not worry about it. And it kind of breaks down to like what whether it's been aged, whether the the spirit has been aged in a barrel or not Hmm. like if it comes straight from the from the still some things 
don't require it. Wait, but now that I'm looking at this, I see Canadian whiskey requires approval. Oh, because it may contain some wine. So if it is involved, so, okay. So if it's whiskey that's been aged like in a sherry cask, Mm -hmm. it has to be certified because the wine is likely to not have been kosher. Interesting. The way that was made. And so anything that might contain some amount of like grape something or fruit that's not just a grain, I think it has to be But if it was just aged in a barrel that hadn't been used, that would be fine? Because God made the wood. Right. Right. So like, so rye, for example, right? Straight up rye is acceptable without certification and excluding, they give a list of things that have been like finished in a sherry cask, Madeira cask, a Shiraz cask, all of this stuff. Like sake, for some reason, requires certification. Scotch Mm -hmm. is acceptable without certification. Huh. It's except unless it's again been like finished in a sherry cask. So it's something to do with the wood and the wine. I haven't dug much further than this, but I thought a lot of scotch was, I mean, but I guess, so they divide it like that. If it, if it was aged in a wine barrel, then yeah, it would say, right. So beer is fine unless it's a flavored beer. And then because it has something added to it, Interesting. Okay. We're probably going to so, get like six letters from our Jewish <laughs> listeners who are like, girl, you clearly don't understand what kosher is, but that, but this is what it breaks down to basically. That's interesting. Yeah. So like booze, it's, and by booze, I mean liquor, liquor itself is kosher or unless a, it involves a fruit. So gin. Well, yeah. So that's what I mean. Unless there's some other, oh, but so gin requires certification. So if it's booze made from a grain, right. you're good. If it's booze that involves a fruit, you're not good. That's how it breaks down. And if it's been aged in wood that also has had fruit in it before. It's totally bizarre. Is this like an Eve apple situation? Like, is that why fruit is bad? Good question. I'm going to get back to you on that because I don't actually know. This is just like the list. Clearly, the people that are reading this list already understand the, the, the <laughs> They're not a half Jew whose Jewish side is on the wrong side. Um, so, but it's it's totally interesting. Like vodka unflavored is acceptable without certification, but Ciroc made from grapes and those listing whey or wine alcohol are not good. Mm. Oh my God, there's whey in some vodka. That's disgusting. What about marshmallow flavored Smirnoff? <laughs> How do they feel on horses' hooves? I don't know, but if you have tequila, it's fine. Unless a worm is present. Wow. Because you're mixed. Because the devil might be in the worm. I don't think Jews believe in the devil, but mm. something bad is in the worm. Yeah. And that's our lesson in Judaism. Yeah. Because, <laughs> well, we need to stop before I start I have no more Drake news for you. Oh. I think this might be better. <laughs> Thank you, Kelly, for finding this because this is the most amazing New York Times article. Like, it is August 1st today in recording land, but if you have run out of your 10 articles on New York Times, it is worth paying for the subscription <laughs> just to read this article. Oh my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> I almost want to read it verbatim. I'm going to read some of it verbatim, but. You may have heard that Matthew McConaughey, America's surfer pal. <coughs> <laughs> can't, sorry, I can't do it. 
just you can't, I can't intake anything. Continue. He has signed a contract to be multi-year to be the creative director for Wild Turkey Bourbon. Yes. Wild Turkey is owned by Grupo Campari, and uh, they're trying to give Wild Turkey a little bit more of an accessible feel. But he's not just like a spokesperson, you know, like, you know, the Lincoln car commercials. He's not just like riding along with his existential <laughs> comments about what it's like to drive an American vehicle <laughs> on the decaying infrastructure of American roads. But <laughs> like, totally made Lincoln more accessible. Okay, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> uh, he's doing everything for them. This is kind of amazing. So he... Um, He'll, okay, so the creative director is his title. He goes far beyond pitching the product, like appearing in commercials. He's going so he's to not Bill Murray. No, yeah, this isn't. Uh, uh, what is Centauri. it? Centauri time. There you go. He will appear on camera. He will write and direct the spots. He will also involve himself in recording music for the campaign. Shut he will up. appear in an online whoa, 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 documentary. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I know. There's no. There's no detail. There's no detail. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. Like he's gonna. He's going to stand in the street with a microphone. He's going to sing. Like, what is happening? Maybe it's a Magic Mike DJ. Oh, my God. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Just continue. This is amazing. He'll appear in an online documentary about the history of the 161-year-old brand. And he'll have a say in how wild turkey bottles are photographed for still ads. What? Like a creative director? Creative director. Wow. A real live creative director. Okay, let's get back to this article itself. <laughs> I'm going to read the first two paragraphs because it's so it's so perfect. It's so perfect. This takes place in Los Angeles. Matthew McConaughey took a big swig of bourbon and nestled deeper into the hotel penthouse sofa. Then, with zeal, he sat straight up and began sniffing the air like a bloodhound. They can smell it, he said in an ominous tone. Millennials. <laughs> and I know this for a fact. Can smell solicitation. And it's a turnoff. The best ads are not solicitous. <laughs> As you can tell, I cannot do impressions, but God, I wish I could. <laughs> that is amazing. Okay. What? So that's just the beginning. I don't really even know what that means. But then he goes on to, to, be, to talk about how he's a creative director. He says, I told them, I don't want to be just a face. I have ideas. I'm an idea man. Yeah, yeah you are, baby. <laughs> The brand is a little dusty, and in some ways, I'm shaping it on for a full-on reintroduction. Oh, my God. The great news is the wild turkey hasn't changed in all these years. It's totally authentic. Oh, God. Oh God. And that appeals to millennials. Oh, God. Because they can smell fake. Oh. <laughs> some manicured, bearded hipster soliciting them. No, thanks. Okay. This is dramatic readings with Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Matthew, how old are you? <laughs> what the fuck do you know about millennials? I like that he thinks he's not a manicured bearded hipster. I know. Like, he is like the invented the, manicured yeah, exactly. <laughs> it continues. Oh, oh my god. god. He took another sip before adding, and millennials don't want bourbon light. They want bourbon, brother! <laughs> <laughs> And this is great. I want to talk to the person who wrote this because it's so good. And it goes up. Campari seems thrilled. 
if a bit startled <laughs> by the attention Mr. McConaughey has been lavishing on Wild Turkey, which the company bought for $575 million in 2009 and has since poured $100 million into operations upgrades. Do you think McConaughey just, like, showed up one day and was like... It kind of sounds like it. <laughs> I got an idea. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the vice president at Campari says, I did get more than I bargained for, but in a great way. Personally, I have been completely overwhelmed with his level of commitment. <laughs> They're like, please, somebody. They're like, We're, we tried to call the police, but they won't remove him from the grounds. <laughs> <laughs> I love everything about this article. Okay, wait, there's more. There's more. Could there be more? Oh my god. <coughs> I can't breathe. Okay, um, Mr. McConaughey goes on to say, I've always been interested in the art of the cell. Oh, noting that he interned as a college student at an Austin, Texas advertising agency where he worked on a don't mess with Texas commercial. That's so perfect. That's like Hollywood privilege writ large. White man privilege. <laughs> this is as a an intern once. crisis. <laughs> yeah, the man totally is having is. a crisis. Oh, it totally is. Oh my god. So this this includes another quote. It's going to go right into it by by Matthew. The new marketing campaign will not quote suddenly get all hoity toity and alienate our core drinkers like who he says are like he's mm-hmm. been part of Wild Turkey. Instead, it will emphasize that quote. This drink is unapologetically itself. And if you're living your life that way as well, then wild turkey will probably find you. Oh my god. (laughs) And that, my friends, is the new tagline for wild turkey. It'll It'll find you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Like, are we playing hide and seek? Like, I don't... (laughs) Do I have to keep running? I'm a little scared. I'm scared. (laughs) All right, let's just go straight through to the kicker. What? That wasn't the no, kicker? No, it's not even the kicker. This person deserves a Pulitzer. Oh, my God. All right. So Matthew says, quote, It's going to be fun and wild, the opposite of solicitous. He said, pouring himself another drink. So list it. Oh, my. He added, dragging out the syllables and clinking the ice in his glass. We're not going to go that route. Oh my god. And now you know. <laughs> I wish you wow. all could see the way Heather like positions her body to talk like him. <laughs> well, I can't do that real accent, so I feel like I have to do some sort of weird laconic like <laughs> it works very well. Yeah. So lifts it. Wow. <laughs> Can that be the new like whiskey cats tagline? We'll, so we'll find you. It. We'll find you. <laughs> So <laughs> That's all for season two. Thanks for listening. You can find us online at whiskeycats.com or again, email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com. And please subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at whiskey underscore cats. And if you want to call us with a question or a comment or a whiskey story or any of those things, you can call us at 202-760-2009. Thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs> Honey, baby, won't you cuddle near? That sweet mama whisper in your ear. I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh and sing. 
give it to me, Pa. <laughs> 